Season's Greetings. Welcome to Safe Dividend Investing's podcast number 95 on December 21st of 2022. Today, I'll be answering three interesting investment questions and three responses from readers. For all those who have inquired my latest book, New York Stock Exchange's 106 Best High Dividend Stocks, became available December 1st as an ebook and a print book. Go to Amazon.com backslash D as in David, P as in Peter, backslash 1999198085 to order. First response from a reader. I have not changed my investing due to the downturn and have no intention of changing anything. My future plans are to sit back and gather the dividends. Your two books, Income and Wealth from Self-Directed Investing and Canadian High Dividend Handbook, have been invaluable to reinforcing my system of stock picking. I've never been as content with our financial life as the past few years, mainly because of the wonderful advice of a few folks like yourself. Thanks for the tremendous work, Ian, and your sharing. Second reader response. I have some input that might help some of your readers that are in a similar situation as myself. Personally, I don't have access to the majority of my retirement savings because it is tied up in a company 401k. I will need to be 59 and a half years old before I can invest that money into anything other than the few mutual funds that are available in the company-sponsored investment account. Right now, I am 56 and a half, three years to go. I can imagine that a lot of people are in the same position as myself and would be intimidated at first to take their life savings and divide it and invest it into the stocks of 20 different companies at the age of 59 and a half or older. What I did in the meantime was to run a test portfolio. I started it in September of this year with $8,000 that I did have access to. I did some research, as well as scored a bunch of companies with the software that you provided. I picked 20 dividend-paying stocks and invested 5% or as close as possible in each stock. So far, so good. The test portfolio is up 3% in total, and the dividends are just starting to kick in. I am very pleased with these results especially since the market as a whole has been down during this time frame. I plan on keeping these stocks forever. I am reinvesting the dividends right now because I'm still working. By the time I have access to my 401k money, I will have been able to watch this test portfolio for three years. At that point, if all goes well, 
which I suspect it will, I will feel much more secure in starting the same process on a much larger scale with my entire nest egg. I suspect that some of your readers might feel more comfortable starting out with this test portfolio approach. I did this approach out of necessity, but it might be good for building the confidence in the investors to start small and watch it a bit until they actually see how it works. So far, just like you said, when a few stocks are down, a few more are up, and they have a cancelling effect on the portfolio, losing any value on paper. And later, the dividends keep coming and increasing. This is a wonderful thing. Thank you, Ian. Third reader response. When I first entered the workforce, I avoided the stock market because every one in my hometown who lost their business took a three-month correspondence course and became stockbrokers. Relying on financial advice from any of these people would be equivalent of taking weight loss advice from a 500-pound person. A few years later, I realize that stockbrokers are salesmen who are provided information from research departments on a routine basis and seldom, if ever, do their own research or even have an investment philosophy. I've used a full-service broker as well as several no-load mutual funds and have been pleased with the results. However, the dividend yields are low in comparison to the value of the accounts. Your books discuss numerous investment alternatives and their pros and cons. For example, you explain why real estate can be such a time-consuming and expensive investment. You also discuss the pitfalls of purchasing collectibles as investments. You are highly suspicious of investment professionals and their motivation to manage people's money. You have developed a system of evaluating and purchasing high-quality, dividend-paying stocks that will continue to pay dividends in a bearer market. You explain why chief executive officers consider protecting dividends such a high priority. Purchases of your books are provided free software to evaluate and select individual shares of stock for their portfolio. The system is user-friendly and logical. This book is recommended for anyone setting up a self-directed brokerage account. Question 1. What are some tips for finding startup stocks? that will make your money without putting your life savings into them. A startup stock has no long history of share prices and dividend payments to confirm that they are a viable business that will survive. You are speculating or gambling that this new stock will be profitable. It takes years to establish your credibility with customers and build their loyalty. Once you have gained their trust, it is difficult for a competitor to take them away from you. We live in a competitive marketplace. 
I know from decades and commercial risk that the majority of companies survive only five years. Building a successful business is an unusual achievement. There are about 25 million businesses in North America. Only a few thousand ever become public companies listed in a stock exchange. Dividends come from profits. Profits are the result of wise expense and revenue decisions made by the company's executives. Why speculate on startup stocks when there are so many financially strong companies paying high dividends who have had rising share prices and rising reliable dividend payouts for 10 years or more? The following is out of today's newspaper. Dozens of companies that went public in recent years are now trading at well below their issue price. Media company BBTV Holdings Inc., for example, went public in October 2020 for $16 a share and hasn't traded above $1 since mid-August. An agricultural software provider, Farmer's Edge, went public in March of 2021 at $17 a share. Its share price closed at $0.25 on Monday. Is it possible to invest in startup companies whose share prices will quickly climb by several multiples? Sure it is, and some people also win $50 million on the lottery. Question number two. Why do some advisors say that no more than 10% of your investments should be in the stock market? What happens when the stock market crashes and you have all your money invested in it? I have 100% of my investments in 20 financially strong companies paying high dividends. I have lived very well off the dividends as I saw my portfolio grow by more than $1 million over the last 20 years through three market crashes. Every stock has easily accessible historical records going back for decades. It is not difficult to find what happened in the last three market crashes, 2000, 2008, and 2020. While the share prices of strong companies may dip, they continue to pay their regular dividends and their share prices do recover to new record highs. Do not believe these advisors who are probably trying to sell you an investment that will cost you more, much more, and never show the same gains as you can receive in the stock market. Question number three. Can you make money by investing in stocks just by reading some books? Yes, you can. I did. I became a self-directed investor after the mutual funds a financial advisor put my money into lost $300,000. My background was building commercial risk systems. To me, it looked like investing in stocks was just another form of commercial risk. I built a scoring system to allow me to identify financially strong stocks that paid 
high dividends so that I would not have to keep buying and selling stocks to make money to live on. It worked. 20 years later, I've gained more than a million dollars while living off a generous dividend income. An 80-year-old widow who lost a similar amount of money as I did from the investments her financial advisor put her into asked me for help. She was a friend. I showed her how I invest. She not only regained her lost money, but doubled her monthly income. Knowing I was a writer, she bugged me to write a book that would help others like her. I have now written five investment books and have a podcast and website to show people who have little knowledge about investing how to generate a safe income and grow their savings. If you want to get some insights as to what you can do, go to my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com. Question number four. Why is stock market investing risky? Should ordinary people invest in safer investment vehicles like real estate and gold? If you carefully choose financially strong companies who have paid ever-increasing high dividends for years and are prepared to live off that dividend income then the stock market is not risky. However, if you are a speculator trying to buy a stock at a low price to sell at a higher price as quickly as possible, you will soon learn that neither you nor anyone else can accurately predict future share prices. Speculators lose money over long periods of time, just as the owners of casinos know The longer they can keep gamblers gambling, the more they ensure they will take all the gambler's money. In less than an hour, as a self-directed investor, you can build a portfolio of 20 diversified strong stocks worth $2 million that will cost you between $0 and $190 in expense. Selling would incur the same expense. Gold and real estate are expensive to buy and to sell. Buying and selling real estate and gold can take days and cost you thousands of dollars in fees. Gold has to be stored safely, which costs money. Real estate can take months to acquire and incur thousands of dollars in maintenance, taxes, and insurance. Costs are important in investing. The strengths of investing in stocks, as I see it, are the ease in which you can safely buy and sell stocks in a self-directed trading account. It takes less than five minutes to complete a purchase or the sale of a stock. Two, you do not need to involve anyone else in the purchase of a stock. No real estate agent, no lawyer, no banker, no mortgage broker, no traveling is involved, and no investment advisors. Three, every stock listed in the stock exchange must provide audited information on their financial health every 90 days. Public companies are closely regulated and monitored. 
The information is there if you use it. Four, free research facilities provide thousands of facts on each public company are instantly available to help you make your buying and selling decisions. They can be your financial institution's research website or a public one, like Yahoo Finance. Five, payment for the stocks is done online. No checks need to be written or any other mechanism of exchange. The transactions are between your bank account and your trading account. Six, millions of stocks are being bought and sold daily. You do not have to advertise for buyers when you sell a stock. You place the bid for the price you want for your stock, and if it is acceptable, the transaction is done in seconds. These are just a few of the advantages I see in stocks. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com.